back into life trying to shed the pounds that I gained on vacation <laughs> in Hawaii I t- I had the courage to weigh myself today Nadab have you weighed yourself since you've been back from China uh yeah I didn't gain as much weight as I thought I might have same here and I was really dreading the weigh-in did you dread it did you put it off yeah I was like I <laughs> ate like such a piece of shit on vacation <laughs> Because, I mean, like, I wasn't keto. I was just like, I'm not going to be keto when I'm abroad. No. You're not going to be watching yourself when you're in Hawaii. Hawaii. You got to eat that pig. Hell yeah, bro. You got to eat all that uh, that poo-poo platter, right? Bro, I poo-pooed it up. I had poo-poo ribs. I had pig. I had... um, dessert every night i had wine so much alcohol hell yeah pineapple every day hell yeah bro getting those fruit sugars (sighs) and lay down a lot of lay downs so i mean what was it was was it bad for the total no i gained three and a half pounds oh see it's always better than you think it's gonna be you're always like fuck i gained 20 pounds in these three days and then you come (laughs) back and you're like oh it was only like less than five that's great right because how much damage can you do in six or seven days or whatever but then again you tack on thanksgiving right which right you're just trying to break even yeah and then... it's a problematic couple of months <laughs> kind of the, the end of the year is the roughest because it's just back to back eating holidays it's, it's so good i yeah. know and i tried thrown out all the treats almost oh anyway. well, that's good anyway i i'm glad to be back i've missed everybody here and um all right let's get into some biz first because 2020 is going to be busy for this mom right here january 30th through february 1st i'm in houston texas at the houston improv february 14th through 15th come spend your valentine's day with me in tampa florida at the tampa improv february 28th and 29th in san francisco at Cobb's comedy club and then march 7th pasadena the ice house show i had to cancel back in october due to stomach flu your tickets will be honored march 13th and 14th at doral florida at the miami improv march 26th to 28th dallas at the addison improv april 3rd through 4th uh, New York City, a.k.a. Jew Dork Titties, Caroline's Comedy Club, April 24th through 25th, Des Moines, Iowa, The Funny Bone, June 12th through 13th, Fartnicks, Arizona, at Stand Up Live. And I do believe I've added San Antonio in July, San Antonio, Texas, at the LOL Comedy Club. I, that'll be up for sale shortly as well. Um, yeah, lots of exciting stuff coming up this year. I'm not going to, I don't want to blow my load, but I'm just, I'm stoked. There's There's many good things in the works. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for sending your emails in. They've just been pouring in. Um, the last episode, I think, really struck a nerve with so many people. Uh, we're talking about dad participation. Um, a lot of you were like, you know, I really appreciate you playing that clip of the the dad's braiding girl's hair because, um, you know, my father was a single dad and he braided my hair and it was so special that he did that and it's so special when a, a, a dads learn how to do that for their daughters and um, and then I got several emails from dads who surprise actually do stuff for their kids on a, on a consistent basis it's it's almost as if they're being moms so I just want to read this this one 
It was interesting. Work from home, dad. Hi, Christine. I'm currently listening to episodes 27, and I just wanted to write in about my family. I'm a full-time working mom outside the home, and my husband works from home. He is the sole caretaker of my two-and-a-half-year-old and will also be for our daughter that will be born any day now. Wow, congrats. This arrangement has really worked for us. My husband is such a hands-on dad and does every single aspect. When I get home from work, we have family time and then I handle bath and bedtime since I've been gone all day. I know it's not typical roles, but I feel like my son really benefits because he's so close to his dad, but is still really close to me. He doesn't have a go-to parent and loves to snuggle and seek comfort from both of us. It was it has also allowed me some time to rest during this pregnancy because my husband can handle my son when I've been too tired. Anyway, I just wanted to bring attention to our situation and how much it's worked for us. Thanks for the podcast. Oh, thank you, Victoria from Texas. So there you go. Um, that's amazing. So that there's a, a work from home dad situation. It's less common, but yes, it can work. Because uh, I think a lot of people are like, is that even possible? Is it possible that a man can do the things a woman does? The answer is yes. Uh, let's see this. No, this one's too long. Too much of a bummer. I had another one. Oh, the division of duty. Somebody wrote this one in and I, um, I almost had a heart attack because I couldn't believe what I was reading. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? No, it's an amazing thing where you're like, wait, this should exist. So listen, I, Yes, there's a there's anomalies to every situation. Yes, there are exceptions to the rule, but I, I'll tell you, all right, let's keep it real. Let's keep it 100 as we do on this show. The majority of us moms, the majority of the women that I think I know and that live on planet Earth, uh, moms, let's face it, we run the castle, all right? We're the fucking CEOs of the house. We're the ground zero. We're the sun, the center of the home. And dads, not so much. So when you get an email like this, you're like, wow, this is real. So here we go. Hey, Jeans, just finished your most recent podcast where you asked if families are evolving in regards to the wife-husband division of duties. My situation may be unusual, but I still thought I would share. When I met my husband, he was a single father to an amazing six-year-old girl. He has full custody for a whole array of reasons, but ultimately he has been able to provide a safe and stable home for this little girl. I have to mention that he is highly skilled at braiding her hair after years of post-bath hair braiding before bedtime to avoid fighting tangles in the morning. My husband is a teacher and I am an engineer that frequently is out on construction sites bossing around men twice my age. We are aware that our professions are not typical for our genders. Overall, our household duties have evolved to a near even split. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Should I read that over again? Overall, <laughs> our household duties have evolved to a near even split. This is the part I almost fainted at. And I thought, like I read this email and then I thought about the email <laughs> throughout the course of the day. Here's the line that got me. Pretty much, if you see something that needs to be done, then you do it. Don't wait for the other partner to get it done. Sorry, I stammered a little at the end. <laughs> if I cook, oh God, he cleans up and vice versa. I start laundry and by the next day, I'll find him on the couch folding away with another load in the machine. I'm choking up just reading something like this. This may be because we are both children of divorce and single mothers. 
We've been through the ringer from previous failed relationships and have learned the hard way how we want to be treated and how to treat our partners. Our wonderful stepdaughter is now 11 and is doing her own laundry, unloading the dishwasher, takes the trash out, and feeds the doggies in the morning. She makes her lunches in the morning, makes her own breakfast, and knows how to cook her favorite meals. Thanks for all the laughs, Tina. This is Ashley from Charlotte, North Carolina. I mean, <sighs> I know, and it sounds so crazy for me to be here in 2020 and be like, this is a revolutionary email, but maybe just in my house, because I'm like, Tom does not. <laughs> he doesn't see needs in the house. Like, hey, I should pick that thing up off the floor. He grumbles like the dog vomited on the sofa and he was like, God damn it, now I gotta clean this up. I wish I hadn't seen this. Like he gets more upset that he saw the thing that he has to deal with that's imminent. Um, yeah, most of us don't have uh, this situation. So congratulations, Ashley from Charlotte. Do you have to exchange BJs for this? Like, do you just get this? Is what I'm trying to figure out. This is free is what you're trying to, wow. Because I feel like a lot of, like, if I had the talk with my husband, like, you need to do half, half and half. Like, I just don't know how that even would go down. I feel like. Do you think if I you showed this email to Tom that he would respond positively? I that don't know. Like, hey, I want to come home one time and see you <laughs> folding laundry with a load in <laughs> oh, the machine. Oh, sorry. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you don't think that would happen? Oh, are you crazy? Who are you? You know my husband. You think that would ever? He's never folded. I've never seen him fold laundry in 15 years. What do you think the first words out of his mouth would be after you showing him that email? He'd laugh. He'd laugh and throw the phone at my face. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't do that. He'd throw the fucking, there's no, I mean, it's just not, I'm telling you, the guy never, I don't think I've seen him fold laundry. I've, he'll do the dish thing. I'll make him, I'll force him to put dishes in the dishwasher, but whew, man, this is like, I don't know how, you know what, Nadav, I'm going to show this to him and then I'll, maybe I'll try to record his reaction. Oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Yeah, you know, maybe propose it, be like, hey, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up and I know exactly <laughs> what I want. 24 hours of what this email entails and then see what his reaction is. I know. But see, here's the deal, man. And I got to be honest, and maybe this is not a, you know, PC opinion, but like he he is the primary breadwinner right now, you know? So he's the one out busting his balls. He's gone all year making a living and I'm the one that's primarily home. So it's like, okay, yeah, he's not doing laundry and shit. Because A, he's not here, and B, like, okay, you know, that's the trade-off we're making. Like, he's out earning a living, so I don't know. It's it's complicated. You know, you'd, you'd like to think that everything is black and white, and then you have family, and you're like, this is not. It's And, and it's also part of my hang-ups. Like, I'm afraid of rocking the boat because I'm so, you know, whatever. I'm me, and I'm afraid of upsetting him. I don't know. I'll try. I'll see what he says. It'll be really interesting. I'm very interested to see what the reaction yeah, is. Yeah, because he grew up in a traditional home where his mom did the interior of the house and he did the exterior. And so I think he and I have kind of like used that as our model. Right. Because I fucking, I, you know, I do, I take the kids. I do the kids stuff. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Anyways, I'm moving along. I got to go on to other thoughts here. Um, so I had this interesting conversation with um, um, Iris, actually, who's been on the show. She's my cousin-in-law. We vacationed with her and my in-laws and... Um, and it's so funny because being a, being a, a, a parent to, um, to two small children, 
uh, is yes, uh, uh, amazing in many ways and a, a blessing and it has opened me up and changed me in ways I didn't think was possible and uh, all that stuff. Okay, so let's preface that by saying it's amazing. However, it is also the worst job on the planet. <laughs> it sucks so bad. Like when it sucks, it sucks so much. And I don't know if that's just me being overly sensitive to things because I had such a weird upbringing, but like, for instance, there's moments in my day where I'm like, could this, is, what, what has my life become? Like, I'll, you know, the baby will be crying because um, I've pulled an electrical cord, an electrical cord out of his hand that he wants to be playing with. So he's hysterically crying. And then my other son will start crying because the baby is crying and now he's upset because he's not getting attention and he doesn't want to sit down and eat his dinner and he's thrown his plate of food on the floor and now the dog is eating the plate of food and I finally get the food away from the dog and now everyone's still crying. Nobody's eating or doing what they're supposed to be doing. Two minutes later, I go into the the other room. The dog's vomited on the on the uh, rug. Like it's, it's like a, this thing, this chain reaction of moments when you're a mom or a dad or whatever and... And you're like, it, 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 like, there was a time in my life when I slept in till 11 and I just brunched. And I, you know, I, I my life was whimsical and I could just walk out the front door at any time to go um, buy a Slurpee or, you know, I'd just do anything really. And um, the profound suck of being a parent sometimes that women don't, share this it's like our dirty little secret and I asked Iris I was like why do we not why is every woman out there like instead for centuries instead we're trained to just shut the fuck up and go best job in the world <laughs> like we're totally brainwashed to not say anything remotely negative about the experience of motherhood and I'm like why why and Iris said she had a really interesting observation. She goes, well, maybe it has something to do with guilt. And I go, well, how do you mean? And she says, well, I feel guilty if I even say anything remotely, you know, negative or ambivalent about being a mom. And I thought, oh, well, that's, uh, that's really, that's interesting. Yes, that's true. There's a, there is a guilt built in because, uh, you know, so many of us struggled to get pregnant. You know, I did... Um, Clomid with the first baby, IVF with the second baby, and I'm just, you're so thankful to finally have children, and there are people that try to conceive and can't, and you're like, ah, I'm such a dick that I even have bad moments, and I'm complaining. And the other, I guess, the, what is the other guilt that someone else will judge you for having a crappy thought about motherhood? You know, is it the, but for as far as I'm concerned, I'm like, I fucking care. What's my kid gonna watch this podcast? <laughs> like, and, and if he is, like great he's got a great life because of my complaining about the experience of raising them you know like okay so i can still love my children profoundly and not love every minute of the experience and um catch me outside. yeah catch me the fuck outside and i feel like there's such a taboo against even um saying what i'm saying right now and anyways i just wanted to say it out loud um, i don't know if someone out there needed to hear it that uh, yeah, you can profoundly hate moments of uh, motherhood and still love your children fiercely and be thankful for every minute that they exist. It's like parenthood is simultaneously being annoyed 
so much like you're just so annoyed and you love them so much at the same it's like holding these two very different emotions at once it's, it's damn near impossible some moments but um anyways no one ever fucking said this to me uh before i became a parent and i i just thought i would say it to you in case uh in case it benefited you so there you go i said it it's out in the ethers and my mission with this show is to normalize a lot of the feelings that have gone really secret in the mom world, a lot of bullshit. And I think culturally women could not say anything bad about their situations because they were held hostage, right? Like in the 1950s, guy worked and you had to stay home and have babies. Uh, there was no, there were no other options. So anyways, anyways, also there's a Facebook group for where my mom's at um, that uh, Candace started. I've been, it's really cool. I go on there. I just, you know, post something and get out and I read stuff too. So if you, if you want to go and discuss this show or any momming issues, it's a very cool space. It is a non-judgmental cool mom space where uh, people are posting stuff from like sleep training tips. Yeah. Put where my mom's at Facebook group. It's so fantastic. There's about, I think 800 people on there now just putting their best stuff out there. Let's see, what is it called? It was called Where My Mom's At Facebook. I searched in Facebook. You have to probably log in there. Um, oh, there's my account. <laughs> okay, Nadav, you're in my account. Oh, Sam Griswold got engaged. There we are, 707 members and Where My Mom's At. That's the one, I believe. Um, and there you can post your stuff. There we go. It's so cool. It's so cool. I, you know, it's a kind of, it's the group that I, I wanted to have exist when I had my children. And now I'm glad it exists for other women and all of us to participate. Like people are posting the craziest shit there. I love this. <laughs> ah, how fun. What a great group. So thank you for doing that. Attention. Here, here. Someone just wrote, attention, single moms, please announce yourself. I'll now become your child's new father. <laughs> Somebody posted that. It's all good energy. It's all good vibes. No judgment. We're all just trying to get through this, uh, this shit show called parenting. At least in the in the younger years. I know that my four year old's way easier for me personally to deal with, but those young years, fuck them, take them. I don't need it. Mm. Did you know that many conventional deodorants contain aluminum, which forms a plug in your sweat glands, and that keeps you from sweating? Yeah, gross. Native. Native's deodorant is made without aluminum so you can feel better about what you're putting into your body. Now, I know you're asking, well, does it work? Of course, it works. Make the switch to an aluminum-free deodorant, uh, and it doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice on performance because Native will keep you smelling and feeling fresh all day long. I love Native because they have different smells. It's not like the stuff you're going to find um, at the store. They have unique things like coconut and vanilla, which is the most popular one and the one that I love the most. Uh, lavender and rose, okay. Cucumber and mint, come on. Is there anything fresher than cucumber and mint and eucalyptus and mint? How wonderful. And if you don't like smells, you can get one that's scent free or a baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. It is so fantastic. There's no risk to try. Um, so why not? Why not take out to take out the aluminum? Uh, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to nativedeodorant.com and use promo code WMMA during checkout. 
Uh, so again, 20% off your first purchase. Visit native, N-A-T-I-V-E, deodorant.com and use promo code WMMA during checkout. I love it. I love the smell and I like that there's no aluminum native deodorant. Oh no, it is officially here. You know what it is, engagement season. And maybe some of you uh, were lucky enough to be engaged and it is a very romantic time in one's life, but it is also really stressful and nobody told me that. And I really wish something as wonderful as Zola had existed back when I was engaged back in, when was it, 2007? Um, because there's so many stressful elements and Zola has everything in one place, which is so great. And I'm gonna tell you something, if I could have, if I could offer one piece of advice to people who are engaged and about to be married, is if you don't want plates and things like that, have people donate money, money to your, um, your vacation fund or just money to, hey, we're just plain broke and starting in the world. Uh, fund. Zola makes wedding planning easier and less stressful uh, with wedding websites, registries, invites, and a guest list manager all in one place. How great is that? So you don't have to go to many different places. It's all there. There's free wedding website designs, which is amazing. And the highest rated registry of all times. Register for gifts, experiences, and honeymoon funds. That's what I was telling you. Plus, you get the 20% off post-wedding discount. And on Zola, you can find beautiful, affordable invites and paper. Because God knows that is a stressful part, is getting that darn, uh, the invites and the paper. So it's all there at Zola. They'll help you collect addresses and track online RSVPs. With their free guest list manager, Zola has helped 1 million couples get married and they will help you too. What are you going to do? You go to Zola.com slash WMMA today and use promo code SAVE50 to get 50% off your save the dates. That's awesome. You can also get a free personalized paper sample before your purchase. Hey now, that's 50% off save the dates at Zola.com slash WMMA promo code SAVE50. Thank you, Zola. Let's get into some news items that I came across. Did you guys, uh, did you hear about this IKEA story? IKEA agreed to pay $46 million to a family after one of their dressers tipped over and killed their toddler. I mean, as, ugh, here's a picture of the little boy who is just adorable and Apparently, there was a, a flaw in the dresser that when you opened up a drawer, it would just like topple over onto the child. So I've heard about nightmare stories like this in the past. Um, so what I have done and what I do, in fact, I just hired somebody yesterday to do this because we'll be moving soon. <clears throat> Hire a handyman to come and just bolt the furniture to the walls. Uh, I'm talking about bookshelves drawers, anything that can be pulled down uh, in that kid's room because man, oh man, $46 million is, it does not even cover the cost of the loss of your kid. No fucking way. Can you believe this, Nadav? What a nightmare. Yeah, I can't even imagine this happening to someone. It's Ugh. like you, you start thinking like, oh, $46 million, that's a lot, but it's like, it's is not. that fair to lose a, you know, your two-year-old kid to a no. Kia furniture? It's, no, no. It's a nightmare for these poor parents to have to 
you know, go to court and then three years later they get this. It's like, okay, there's no amount of money that can replace your children. I mean, I feel like the only good thing that might have come out of this, God, that already sounds terrible to start with that, but, you know, they recalled all those dressers that could topple over. So they're at least preventing the same accident happening to other kids. And I mean, a kid dying is just terrible. It's terrible. It's always terrible. But let's be honest, Ikea furniture ain't the best to begin with. Um, You know, I I get it. Sometimes it's your only option, but I hate that stuff anyway. Have you ever had a piece of Ikea furniture that was great? I mean, it's always rickety and shitty. Yeah, it starts rickety. It sucks. It starts rickety. And then, like, I remember I had one of those tables. It was like on wheels, and you could, it was kind of like a side table thing. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I think I had the same thing. Yeah. And, like, I would. Like it was always rickety, and then yeah. one day it just kind of it it ricketed in the wrong direction and just went completely flat. Just everything that kept it <laughs> upright is just like it's now just like five pieces of wood just flat on the floor. Uh, no, it's like cool. My laptop was on here. Yeah, <laughs> it's my cup of water. Yeah, yeah, everything's ruined. Thanks, everything. IKEA. And the part of the problem is you're putting it together, and you're not a skilled furniture person. So everything's loose and wonky and wobbly. Just don't get your shit at Ikea, man. Yeah, whenever you do it, you're just like, ah, this is probably tight enough. You know, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. You but ain't now Jesus. I've learned, now I've learned that, you know, you, you could just go on Amazon and you could hire someone for like 50 bucks to come assemble shit for Is you. that right? And they'll do a much better job than you would have. Wait, you mean you go on Amazon and you hire like a handyman? For yeah, Amazon? there's like services where, or like TaskRabbit. Like, you know, <gasps> if there's something that you don't want to do and you're like, I'm, I know I'm genuinely bad at doing this and you, yeah. and you know, you have some extra scratch to spend on something, you're just like, you know, let's just have someone that has something at stake if they do this bad. You yeah, know? a little accountability. Exactly. They're like, you know, they want to get a good tip. They want to get a good review. So they're yeah. going to do it well. I agree. And, and look, I mean, if you're going to spend the money, just get something good that's not going to be cheap. And also parents, you know, I spend money on safety proofing, like kid proofing my house like a maniac. And I know people, I, I here's an example, by the way. Uh, you know, you're staircase right there's regulation inches every slat of that staircase the the what the fuck is that called the, the, the guardrail or the banister yeah like you know the slats and i'm on a railing mm-hmm. they say oh well, there's regulation they can they can only be an inch and a half apart or whatever right in california well let me tell you something one time yeah see the, they say oh on the um the staircase you know the railing those slats, they can, that's pretty much what mine looks like. Yeah, they can be an uh, inch and a half apart. Kids can't squeeze through that. So that's safe. That's safe. And uh, we moved into the house we're in now. And I believe, you know, you're like, yeah, sure. I guess that's, that's good. And I look one day and Ellis was two years old and I see him. He's long and lean, man. I see him squeezing his little body. <laughs> through one of these slats at the top at the landing oh my god yeah and i was like you got to be kidding me so i called immediately i found somebody on yelp to come in you've put plexiglass so what i did Mm. like a maniac is i put plexiglass on all my staircase stuff and then i put baby gates i had them professionally installed at the bottom of you know the bottom and the top and just do it take the you know what spend the extra money to proof your house when they're wobbly and they're not walking quite yet because man you know what what is that stupid saying an ounce of prevention spend the money just right. prevent it yeah prevention's better than cure yeah bro
Yeah, you'd rather so. your kid not get a big old head wound Ugh. instead of going to the emergency room and getting stitches and, or staples or something. I know. It's terrifying. Anyway, my heart goes out. Not that it's his parents' fault, but do what you can. You know, you can't, you can't uh, prevent against everything. But for God's sakes, try to get that dresser nailed to the wall. And especially if you live in California, we have earthquakes have your artwork professionally mounted too because in 94 when that was that 94 yeah the big earthquake happened yeah all that artwork all the glass in your house would just come crashing on the floor and now you're going to step on all that glass or that shit's going to don't put artwork over your bed if you you live in California with the earthquakes mm -hmm. you know yeah, nothing that, that could stuff. drop on yeah. you like my dad had a fish tank that we had to walk over <laughs> oh, that was all broken and oh, shit with expensive no. fish and... where were you during that earthquake um, I was in North Hollywood. Oh, uh, so you were right. Yeah. Yeah. How old? Let's see. That was in 94. 94. So I was like six or seven. <laughs> oh my God. I was 18 or yeah, 17. I mean, it was not 17. a, yeah, it didn't feel like a big deal. You know, we we're just like, oh, we're going outside at three in the morning or like whenever it happened. Oh. And I remember like my dad's like, I got to go back in and get some shit. And then like, <laughs> my, I remember seeing my older sisters crying like he's going back inside. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty neat memory. This is a fun memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. And I'm a nut about that. I earthquake proof the house all because of 94. I I got, uh, man, listen, you want to know I got, I got, listen, listen, I got anxiety. You want to know what Christina P does in her house? I'm a maniac, bruh. I'm a maniac. First of all, drinkable water. I got, I got uh, containers of that in our house in case of earthquake. Do you have it stashed like in every corner in case one thing gets like no. blocked off or something? Not every corner. Just in the pantry. I got canned foods. I got solar blankets. I got granola. Solar blankets? Solar blankets. You got to have is that them. The, is Keep that the warm. aluminum foil stuff? Yes, tin foil. Okay. I, put the, I make a little hat and then I talk to the UFOs in the sky. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. You got to get your flashlights. We got flashlights in the house. There's great ones by the Red Cross. We have them around the house now. You just plug them in to the, the plugs, and then if there's an emergency, they just go on automatically because they're charged up. All that stuff, bros, I'm all over this. Come on now. I wanted to get a backup generator like a real maniac. Wow, yeah. that's like a doomsday prepper. So crazy, but they're very expensive. Yeah. I know you wanted it's a lot of money. I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, let's add a little anxiety issue back a, a couple years ago. So wait, so hold on. Go you, ahead. You experienced the earthquake in your formative years. Yes. Okay. Trauma. Yeah, this is making a lot of sense. Trauma. Well, after that, and I'll tell you, it was... And you were closer to Northridge, too, Bruh. where the epicenter was. Bruh. So I was in the West Valley, San Fernando Valley, and I was like 17 years old, and everything, it was chaos. Like every grocery store had windows shattered. People could loot uh, there was no electricity for three days. We were pissing and shitting into plastic bags in the toilet because there was no running water. Like, it was horrendous. So, yeah, I remember, and I ain't going through it again. Okay? Crazy town. It's horrible. All right, let's move on. Other topics. Oh, uh, Ikea. Okay, this is great. Parents are furious this is my i love these outrage stories parents don't find the lol surprise dolls genitals very funny this is in the new york post uh this is an article i guess there are these dolls that come in boxes and it's a gender reveal you don't know what the doll is until you open it and lo and behold there's either a vagina or a penis 
on the doll. And now I have to be honest, I saw the photo on the bottom left and I was like, I don't know what that is. Is that a penis or a vagina? That that looked a little weird to me too. Yeah. But I think it's just an uncircumcised penis. So, right. And so that doll would be like a two-year-old with an uncircumcised, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Because he's got... The beans. Right, he's got the beans. He's got the <laughs> Frank too, just you know, with extra with extra extra relish. Extra sauce on it. There him. it goes. And so there is outrage over a doll that has genitals, which is hilarious to me. I don't I don't I you know, hey man. Is it that crazy that a doll has genitals? <laughs> I think it's crazier when the doll doesn't. Because I remember when Ken you know, when you figured out genitalia and you'd, and that's the first thing you do, by the way, right? When you're a kid, you have Ken, you have Barbie, you strip them naked and they hump all day long, right? It's, it is a blow bang sex fest with Ken and Barbie. And then maybe GI Joe comes around and he gets in on the action and she's a hoe. That's what you do. You're practicing sex with Barbie and Ken. And the part that he didn't like why, and they, they would give, no, they didn't, we Google naked Barbie because, oh, I think Ken, they gave like a bump. Like he just had like a neutered bump. I thought they just both had mounds. Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. See, see, see. He's got like a weird mound. <laughs> yeah. His mound was like a peener mound. And then let's see her vagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, why? Actually, yeah, that, that seems updated. I don't think it was like that when I was a kid. Yeah. Is that updated? They gave, no, that. Yeah, that does look more because I think when I was a kid, Ken was just smooth. Yeah, what, <laughs> like, what? when I saw my uh, my sister's Barbies, it was it was just the same. It's the same doll, just a different head, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess Barbie had some some boobs on her, but. And look, I know that Barbie's bad for little girls and their body image, but I gotta say, I wish I looked like Barbie because she is so hot. She's perfect, don't you wish? Not you, me. Now, Skipper was weird because she had no titties. Did you ever see a Skipper doll? I didn't like Skipper. I have not. I was like, why fuck with Skipper when you can get Barbie who's got big tits? Because Skipper just was flat as a pancake. Yeah, she had really nice hair so you could play with her hair and stuff, but her body wasn't as banging. Yeah, it's like, why do, you know, what's the point? What is the point? And now they're making Barbie um, fat and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I, you know, I get that they're trying to make the doll, yeah, they're trying to make the doll reflect. <laughs> she is trailer trash Barbie with a double chin and a gunt and a moo moo. Hilarious. Yeah, they're trying to make her fatty. It's, I'm serious. They're making like size appropriate or what is size inclusive Barbie. And guess what? It's not selling very well. <laughs> What a shocker that girls don't want to play with fat Barbies. Weird. What? Why? You mean you don't aspire to be overweight as a grown-up adult? I mean, yeah, nobody wants to be overweight. I'm sorry. It's it's a fallacy. I don't think you want it. Yeah, here she is. She's she's husky. What is this Barbie? Is this one husky? It's chunky? the you can be anything Barbie. Well, oh, for God. Mm -hmm. But they just made... gotta worry about her job. Yeah, you know, not about her waist. Oh, you can be any. Well, that's good. I think Barbie, that was the point of Barbie initially was to show girls in the 60s 
that you could be anything. Like, like Barbie was like a flight attendant or a, a secretary. I mean, not everything. She could be almost anything. <laughs> you got to keep your your goals in check, girls. But yeah, now she can do anything. Now she can be a doctor, not just a nurse, which is exciting. I like Barbie. Let me see. But scroll up. Look at that fat one again. Is that a spoof or that's a real one? I don't <laughs> think this one's real. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it looks like they just they just added they chins. Just photoshopped they just added it. chins to this one. I think. Hilarious. No, but Google like age and or what is it called? Like inclusive fat Barbie. I don't know what the fuck they would. Let's say. I mean, I think one of the ones. Yeah, I think this one was a legit one. Yeah, it's she's like this one. She's the, husky. Yeah. The, the nurse or the doctor one was. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> that was the slip. <laughs> the nurse. Yeah, women could be. Could oh, be and doctors. there's wheelchair Barbie. Oh, every boy. every kid's dream is to play with wheelchair Barbie. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. You think uh, that's a hot seller? That's, I, I I I talk about it in my act, so I don't want to talk about it too much here. But it, it it's ridiculous, guys. I, I mean, okay. I I get it. I, you know, it's nice to have it, but I just don't think from. A, okay, I got I got I got to stop talking about this. It's not cost effective, is it, to mass mass make the very very marginalized doll? Definitely not item. internationally, right? Like, okay, I get it. <laughs> Maybe in America, there. but it's yeah. one of those things where I think it's just the squeaky wheels say that they want the big one, but then you know, they don't. capitalism suggests that no one wants. It. <laughs> <laughs> the market's telling us nobody wants Fat Barbie, guys. Nobody. I mean, look, I'm chunky. I don't want to play with, I don't want to see myself as chunky, you know? Yeah, when you play with toys, you know, you want to escape to a fantasy land. Right. You don't want to be reminded of every day. Oh, right, you know? That's right. It's it's called aspirational play. Yeah, that's why Barbie has ridiculously long blonde hair or long blue hair or long black hair, whatever. It's because it's not reality. And anyway, I, I, do they make Ken's anymore? Let's Google Do Ken. Do they make Ken's? Uh-huh. Let's see if he's around. <laughs> or is he, compl like, I wonder what Ken's like now. Oh, boy. No. He's so gay looking. <laughs> Ken always looked gay. and That is not him now. Is that him now? Uh, I think that's a maybe inclusive Ken. He's got a 2020 beach. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? Look at him. No, that's the old school Ken. Oh, my that's God. That's new school. Oh, my God. Is that Ken with a man bun it is <laughs> and slides jesus okay th that, that can't be real so wait can't they make ken just look heterosexual like what's hard about that it's not inclusive christina <laughs> <laughs> can't you make ken look like a dude you gotta be androgynous yeah he, they are it's a very look at how feminine <laughs> oh my god i can't believe she wants to bang that guy look at that. <laughs> He looks like he's 12. Doesn't he look like a, who does he look like? Justin Bieber with that stupid hair? Well, Ken always had stupid hair. Oh, yeah. oh look at his gay clothes. Oh my God. Is he wearing a mesh see-through shirt too? Why don't they make like, okay. Uh, oh, oh, this one's naked. You know what they should make for teenage girls is like, Okay, here's my bar. Here's my Ken. It's um, my dad's a preacher and um, rebelling Ken. Like, why don't they have that? Like, he's got tattoos. 
Annie plays the acoustic guitar and he writes songs for you. He's got job stoppers. Job stoppers. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's. Yeah, Ken with uh, daddy issues. That's what I want. Yeah. Give me daddy issues, Ken. And he's got a cool car. And he's like, let's get out of here, babe. And you get into his. Conver oh. <laughs> you get into his ride. And then he fingers you in his car. And you learn how to French, get to second base with that guy. And he puts a little bit of pressure on, but not a lot. Like, he's not like in the movies where he's like, do you love me or not? Are we going to fuck? He's just like, I want to touch stuff. And you let him. You let him because you like him. And you make out with him. He's got cigarette breath. Yeah. None of these guys are effable. These Kens are not. Ugh. They're all like. None of them? Not even this Puerto Rican looking one? Oh, I do like the Puerto Rican one. I do like this. Ooh, I do like him, but his gear is kind of whack. Like, I'm not feeling that gear. I don't know. I do like the guy that looks like John Mayer. Which that one's kid. That? This guy? Wait, is John Mayer? No, no, John Legend. Sorry. Oh, yeah. John. He looks cute. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Different guy. That one. That okay. one. I like that guy. The Ooh, white what about guys these are not, shoes, though? not feeling the white guys. Yeah, like what the, <laughs> like they're cool until they mess up their shoes. <laughs> yeah, until you look a little closer. <laughs> <laughs> look at, look at um, middle management Ken in the middle with his khaki fun, his khaki shorts and his topsiders. What a fucking nerd. Barbie's boyfriend aspires to middle management. Okay, I don't know. Look, I don't have the answers, you guys. I don't have the answers, but. Man, the world is, it's never been perfect. All right, let's do some follow-ups. Um, let's start with a voicemail. Follow-up voicemail. Poor Faber. Hi, Mommy. My name is Sandra. The grossest thing I eat, I still eat it sometimes for lunch, and I have eaten it on the toilet, is a mustard, cheese, and peanut butter sandwich. My dad used to make them for us when we would run out of ingredients. And it is delicious. No. My son, he's four and a half. He even likes to eat them sometimes. But we always eat them on the down low because my husband thinks it's disgusting. Bye, Jean. Love you. Ugh. <laughs> you nasty as hell, girl. You need to be shot. What is it? Mustard, peanut butter. <laughs> Mustard, cheese, and peanut butter. Uh, okay, I need more details, this though. Sounds, this sounds almost Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, this you know, is nasty. Where it's, you, you start sympathizing with the... With the with the terrible stuff that they made you eat in jail, and then you yeah, like it. Yeah, right. This is like Danny Brown, where he's like, I crunch up Doritos, put that shit on a Slim Jim. It's delicious. <laughs> now, hold on. But here's here's my question. I wish we had her number. I would call her back and get deep into the matter. What kind of mustard, what kind of cheese, and what kind of peanut butter? Also, what kind of bread? Because here's the deal, man. I see if you're doing like a craft macaroni, like, I sorry, a craft cheese slice, the processed American, okay? You put a little... French is yellow on that. I like, I'm there so far. And I can see how like Skippy on that, like a thin layer of Skippy might be interesting to balance out the flavors. Hold on. I feel like, right? I feel like the night you need to try this next time. <laughs> we will, I will make sure that one of these mustard, cheese, and peanut butter sandwiches right. are going to be prepped and ready to go. Okay. For I'm fucking holding you All to right, it. So you want American singles. American. You want some Jif? No, you want Skippy. Skippy. Now, do you want creamy? Do you want crunchy? No, that, I think that would you ruin. You want smooth. And a, a thin little. Thin layer smooth and then a little bit of French's yellow mustard. I think so. 
And you're saying that that sounds like something that is palatable and that you could eat? Well, here's what I'm saying is that I like the I like the mustard and I like the cheese and I like the bread. And I'm imagining the peanut butter is salty and sweet at the same time. So maybe that'll balance the flavors. I don't know. But let's try it. Let's try it. Should we be trying these? Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, doggy, doggy, doggies. I love them. So I've been a dog person my whole life. And um, I've been, I've rescued dogs. My mother-in-law just rescued a dog. And, you know, the first thing anybody asks you when they meet your dog is, what kind of dog is that? And if you have a rescue, you really don't know most of the time, which is why I recommend Embark. Embark is a great way to know the origins of your little friends and you might say to yourself, why do I need a, a dog DNA test? Isn't that silly? Well, A, it's fun to know. It's good to know. And B, it helps you um, know what things they might be prone to, health issues and, and stuff like that. You can screen for over 170 genetic health conditions that may exist in the breed that your dog is and help your vet provide the best medical care for your dog. And I'm telling you, it's so easy to do. <laughs> we got the Embark kit um, this holiday and she brought her little doggy and all you do is you swab easy 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 swab the back of the doggy's mouth put it in the in the mail and boom that's it we're waiting and i can't wait to find out what her dog is um because it, it is really special when you actually know what your dog is I, it's it's fun and it helps right okay so try it out and bark dog dna test you may have tried other dog dna kits in the past but the embark dog dna Test kit is the most comprehensive kit on the market uh, because they've looked at over 250 breeds and 170 genetic health conditions to help you best care for your pup. Uh, Embark is the only research-grade dog DNA test kit on the market. I love it. I think you should give it a shot. I can't wait to see the results from my mother-in-law's uh, Embark kit. And right now, Embark has an exclusive offer you can't get anywhere else. Go to embarkvet.com now and use promo code WMMA to save 15% off your dog DNA test kit. Visit embarkvet.com and use promo code WMMA to save Embark. Oh, 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 hello, fresh Poblano tacos. Apricot chicken, the Lucy burger. These are all things I made over my holiday vacation with my little kiddos using HelloFresh. I love HelloFresh. You get uh, you get out of your rut. You know, when, when am I ever going to make apricot chicken? When am I ever going to do poblano tacos if it doesn't get delivered to my front door? And it comes so easy. Everything is prepackaged. Uh, you just look at the recipe. You follow instructions. My four-year-old and I did it. We made our poblano tacos in under 20 minutes. They were so tasty and the ingredients were so fresh. And it really is a great experience to cook with your your family, with your kiddos. It becomes, a f the kids feel empowered because they're, they're doing it with you and, and also doing a lot of the stuff themselves. Um, so yeah, it can, it takes the stress out of cooking. Help, HelloFresh can actually help you eat more. HelloFresh is pre Portioned ingredients mean there's less prep for you and less food waste. The packaging HelloFresh uses to ship your food is almost entirely made from recyclable and or recycled content. How great is that? It is America's number one meal kit, America's best value meal kit, and you get the most meal for your moolah. 
The best part is HelloFresh is now from $5.66 per serving. How great is that? I mean, that is cheaper than going to some fast food place. At least you know what's in your food because you are making it yourself. I love it. Try it out now. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WMMA10 and use code WMMA10 during HelloFresh's New Year's sale for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash WMMA10 and use code WMMA10 during HelloFresh's New Year's sale to get 10 free meals, including free shipping. Doesn't that sound great, Nadav? Apricot chicken, poblano tacos, Mm -mm. Lucy burgers, all good. Thank you, HelloFresh. All right, let me read some other ones. Um, There was one that I thought of that really haunted me for a long time. Hold on. This one is the nastiest bitch in the world. Okay. Oh, my God. You guys are going to die. Latchkey kid food. Here we go, guys. You sent them in. I'm going to read them. You're going to vomit. Get ready to puke. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on. I just lost. Okay, okay. Last year, uh, we listen to the podcast. Here's the thing where we, the, that we lived on: heavy after-school rotation. Number one: microwaved scrambled eggs with salt and pepper. Easy. That's not not bad. Number two: frozen White Castle burgers with ketchup for dipping. Okay, I'm not a huge White Castle fan. Yeah, are I can you? fuck with that. Yeah, it's not terrible, but I'm not really into White Castle. This is the one that really, really made me want to vomit, and it stuck with me for a while. Okay, guys, here it is. Velveeta mac and cheese, okay, with a can of tuna mixed into it. Mm. No, Nadav, no, mm. no, no. You know, I couldn't really understand how you were able to visualize that mustard cheese and peanut butter sandwich, <laughs> and I feel like the tables are reversed now. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see. Oh, that. you know what? I think. I think I, I feel like I might have actually had that before, where it's like they mixed a macaro- like a cold macaroni salad with a cold tuna salad. Right, okay. So I think I've had something similar to that before. Wait a minute. Don't Americans make tuna casserole? Like, isn't this sim- similar? Oh, yeah, that shit I never got, though. But what is that, tuna casserole? Isn't this kind of similar, then? It's kind of like a just you just dump a bunch of shit in a, in a baking tin. Okay, and who's, who's white in there, Chris? <laughs> Your mom made a tuna casserole. What is that stuff? Is it is it noodles? Uh, my mom didn't make it, but my babysitter definitely did. See, I knew it. Yeah, what is it? She called it tuna noodle casserole. It's a lot. It felt. It tasted a lot like hamburger helper, or tuna helper. I guess is the more obvious comparison. But what's in it? Um, I think it definitely obviously had tuna in it. <laughs> right, but it's uh, noodles. Had noodles. See, it had um, celery. I think it like. Breadcrumbs, like a lot of casseroles are sprinkled with breadcrumbs on top. Yeah, that's good. Um, and some sort of like creamy sauce of some sort to kind of like hold it together. Right. So, so this isn't so far off. It sounds like like the Velveeta mac and cheese is the creamy sauce. You put your tuna in there. You add some celery, some breadcrumb, right? And then you got this tuna casserole. Yeah, I guess it's a lot like making um, like a pot pie, but um, Worse. Yeah, disgusting. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Okay, are you ready for number four? This one sounds good, actually. 
brownie mix with a candy bar smashed and baked into it. That sounds good. I oh, really, hell yeah. yeah, I really liked adding Snickers and Heath bars to box brownie mix. That's dope. I would often not add things like egg to the mix because my mom didn't want me to quote waste the eggs because it all adds up. <laughs> so the eggs I would save to microwave instead of eggs. I tried to bind the mix with soda or juice. It didn't work, but I'd eat it all anyway. Slatchkey <laughs> kids, Tom, bro. Okay, here's her fifth one: fried canned mushrooms on toast with American cheese on top. Hold mm. on, say that one more time. Yeah, I know. I've never. I don't think I heard you right. Okay, fried canned mushrooms. So she's taking canned mushrooms, frying them up, putting them on toast, and then a slice of American cheese on top. That's not. That could be okay. So it's. It's toast with fried canned mushrooms and cheese, like a like a mushroom melt type of deal. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's how you can think of it. Yeah. Like a mushroom. Definitely sounds better. Yeah. It's not. Ter- <laughs> that one's not terrible. But initially, I was like the tuna in the. I could see myself tasting that. Yeah, I would taste that shit. I would taste all this shit. I don't like Velveeta mac and cheese though. It, it always was too creamy for me. I'm I'm a purist with my powder. Yeah. Isn't powder also made by Velveeta? I don't, I'm sure they do a powdered version, but I remember the. Oh, the you're talking about the, cra- the craft powder. That's it. That's what I like. Right. Okay. The old school orange powder, the real nasty processed. That's what I love. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So here's some other nasty treats, guys. Uh, this is Lindsay. She's a varsity mom of twin three year old boys. Holy crap. Living the dream in Queens, New York. Shout out to Queens, Lindsay. One of the things that has brought me the most consistent joy in my lifetime is my secret ramen recipe. And when I describe it, it has all the appeal of moose soup. But when you try it, I swear you'll never go back. Start with Top Ramen or Maruchan, right? That other brand, Maruchan. I don't know how to fucking say it. Ramen, brand chili flavor. So she's talking, you start with the chili flavor. Beef flavor is also acceptable. <laughs> it's important to put the seasoning in the water and cook the noodles in the seasoned water stovetop obvi she writes pour the cooked noodles and broth into a large bowl okay here's her secret now add half a can of rotel original diced tomatoes with green chilies then for the grand finale add a large dollop of sour cream and mix it all together (laughs) sour cream i know I feel like it's almost like we're changing uh, uh, the the cuisine. You know, this is going from from an Asian type of food to like an Italian type of. Oh food. yeah, oh yeah. That's what I did to mine because I would add shaky cheese to mine. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. This does kind of look like a good creamy soup. Yeah, because when you think about it, what she's really doing. So she's adding diced tomatoes and the sour cream. The sour cream can be thought of as, you know, when you make creamy soups, you add whipped cream, whip, a whipping cream, heavy cream. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like adding heavy cream tomatoes to a noodle soup, to a beef broth noodle soup. It's not, so it's basically, she's making like a creamy tomato soup with noodles. Yeah, a cream of tomato. Yeah, with noodle, with the, the ramen. It's this not bad. bad. This ain't bad. This ain't bad. too crazy. This is not too crazy. Shit. But uh, it sounds gross. It still sounds gross. Um, here's the other follow-up we got about Lunchables. I mentioned Lunchables in the last episode and how thoroughly disgusting but delicious they are. And uh, this woman writes, yes, we still buy them. Us white trash Gen X moms. It's my go-to when I have sitters. All is pre-cut, easy to put on the dish, and my kids love them. 
And as you can see on the label, not only packed with preservatives, but protein. <laughs> I know. They say everything has protein now. They're like, that Oreo cookie's got protein. Like, no, it doesn't, shitbird. I love it. I love it. Lunchables. Look at that. Yeah. Those are good. I, did you fuck with Lunchables? I forget if you said that. Um, I feel like I, I've definitely had them. My mom didn't get them all the time, but I remember that, that was a hot commodity to trade up uh, <laughs> on the lunch schoolyard. On the schoolyard. Yeah, if, you, if you had Lunchables, you know, you were, you were, you were top dog. Well, because first of all, not only did you get the nice processed protein, uh, you also got a sugar water snack in there too. That's the Capri Sun. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then didn't they give you like a sugary snack too in addition to that? Like, uh, No, but normally if you have Lunchables, you probably also have Dunkaroos or Gushers or, you know, <laughs> some, you know something like a fruit by the foot. Like it's not a well-balanced <laughs> thing. Fruit by the foot. <laughs> that shit was nasty that too. That shit was so good. It's like fruit leather, but worse for you. <laughs> fruit leather. Fruit leather. I mean, could they have thought of a yeah, grosser... It's a, it's a terrible name yeah God, it's good. <laughs> know. you know what i did love was old school just fruit rolls the big ass ones that were as big as like oh a personal yeah pizza yeah and you'd always fuck up like peeling it <laughs> off of the plastic <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then at a certain point i would just take my teeth and start scraping it off <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to waste all that fruity goodness yeah you're like oh Ugh. there's like a shoelace worth of fruit leather on this thing <laughs> and then you just fuck up your teeth and then it's just like lodged in the un like on the roof of your mouth Mouth yes. for like a day and a half. What was your flav? I was always like a raz. Anything red, a red berry. Yeah. I mean, it's all the same flavor. It's kinda. all the same. It just tastes like red. Yeah, I like the apricot. That was my jam. Mm. I would eat so many because my dad would never monitor what I was eating. <laughs> and when we did go to the grocery store, I would just get like a handful of fruit rolls, some budget gourmet frozen dinners, you know, mac and cheese, and I would just eat them like in one day. I would eat all the fruit rolls. <laughs> Nobody ever checked me. It was so nasty. God, would you even? I would not. I don't know if I'd get my kids fruit roll. No, maybe when they're older. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like you get one a week. You yeah, know? yeah. It's, it's you know, but fruit leather. Ugh. They can't think of a better. That's Trader Trader's Joe kind. Yeah. Yeah. Fruit yeah, leather. yeah. Yeah. The thick shit. Ugh. That was. Kind I don't of like. Bite it. into it. Yeah. I don't like those fruit leather. Ugh. God, it's nasty. It's not appetizing. Okay. This one comes from Caitlin G. I loved this one. I'm a huge fan. She writes, thank you. Um, okay, she was a latchkey kid too. So this is one of the snacks that stands out. And this is so funny because I 100% had the same snack, although it wasn't a snack. It was a meal for me because of my single dad raising me. Um, something called canned hash canned hash is a mystery beef potato chunks and some random orange vegetables loaded with salt preservatives and god knows what else if it's still legal to make this you could probably find it at your local discount grocery store to prep this meal he would this is so she, she did live with her dad too which is funny to prep this meal he would open the can <laughs> dump the slimy mush into the bowl and microwave it it's <laughs> yeah the same one that's it the livy's corned beef hash that's my childhood a hundred percent look how nasty that stuff is nadav look how nasty that is look this is the best part she writes when he microwave it it smelled 100 percent like dog food yes it does <laughs> 
it uh, and it still does i'm sure the hormel kind we get and the libby's and you're right when i would open it as a kid i'd be like oh this is like dog food and it's even colored like dog food yeah that Look looks pretty that. dog foody it is i'm convinced they use the same shit for alpo actually that's homemade oh <laughs> uh, anyway she writes he would cover the entire bowl in ketchup I was convinced he was feeding us dog food, but alas, we survived. She writes, also, I make my ramen with the Coreg machine because I'm too lazy to heat up a saucepan. Dad taught us that hack, too. <laughs> oh, my. That's like a road comic trick. That's so funny. That's what road comics do. You, um, yeah, you use the Coreg as your water source for the week. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, there needs to be like a single dad hack segment too. Like single dad, send me your hacks because my dad had those two. Like uh, number one, no real plates in the house ever. I, I did not eat on a real plate unless I was at my mother's house. We lived off of paper plates, plastic utensils, and then he what he would do to jazz up the paper plates is he would buy the paper plate it was like made out of wicker or something like a wicker container a wicker plate holder do you know what i'm talking about native mm. it's a wicker plate cozy for the paper plate so that you felt a little less white trash it's like oh yeah it's like a straw plate yeah <laughs> plate cozy a plate cozy my dad had plate cozy wait so you wouldn't eat on on that, you would use that to just hold all the paper plates? To cradle. So you, what will you do in my dad's house when you want to eat something? You get the paper plate. You put it in the cozy, the wicker cozy. Yeah. And then that's how you would eat. You would eat with the, that. That was like the nice version. He's like, don't you know, you're not just going to eat on a plate, are you? You got to put it in the cozy. Like that's the kind of nuttiness. Yeah. You can't just eat a paper plate. Put it in the thing. Put it in the thing. The straw thing. Yeah, Bowers weren't even that fancy. Holy cow. But I love that she uses the Coreg machine. You ever tried corned beef hash? Uh, I had it at, like, my mom. I mean, that's so far away from the type of food that my mom would make <laughs> or eat that I don't think I've tried it, sit, like, until I was mid-20s. And that's I was like, right. this is kind of garbage. Didn't really like it. It's one of those foods like that... blended meat. It's nasty as hell. It's one of those foods that if you don't get it as a kid... It's like religion, like when they indoctrinate you early mm -hmm. or Disneyland or something like that. You, you got to get in early. Otherwise, right. it's not for you. But what kind of nasty Israeli stuff did you get? Um, I mean, I just got like cheap cut arounds. So like instead of name brand cereal, where it's no. like we like Cocoa Puffs, you know, no. it'd be we'd get Cocoa, I don't know, rocks or something right. like it was. And it came in bulk. She got lots of stuff <laughs> cheap and in bulk. So she would get like it, it was literally the same size as the what you'd get dog food in. Right. <laughs> and so she'd put it in the cabinet. We'd have the first bowl, and we're like, "This is so bad." And right. she's like, "Well, you're not getting the real shit until you right. finish this." She's like, "This ain't cocoa puffs. This is cocoa pops." Right. Exactly. You get like so the that, shit. That's version. the trick then. So God that, damn it. So we can't get the good stuff until we finish the bad stuff, and we'll uh. never finish the bad stuff. Uh. So she just doesn't, you know. I know. Brand, the but but as an adult now, you look in the the section of cereal, and you're like, motherfucker, how much more? was the brand oh. it's not that more dude well now i'm eating cereal <laughs> as an adult because it's like it could be this good like i didn't yeah. know it was <laughs> depraved for me you know deprived for me and i mean it took me 
it wasn't until I went to college that I realized that you take medicine to get better. <laughs> what? Like my mom's always just like, nah, what are you gonna do? Go to the doctor, he says you have a cold. And then he says, yeah. go home and rest. And I was like, yeah. oh yeah, medicine. Yeah, sure. Yeah, never go to the doctor. That's how my dad was too. He's like, we're gonna, what are you gonna go to the doctor for? He's just going to tell you, you need to take a Tylenol. Right. Like, no, that's not accurate at all. Yeah, but I would get like a bronchitis infection of once course. a year. And so I, like the first year in college that I had a job, I got sick and I told my boss, I was like, hey, so I'm, I'm sick. I can't come in to, uh, like today. He's like, all right, well then I'll see you tomorrow. Like, I don't know, man. It's going to be a while. He's like, a while? Yeah, go to the doctor, No, you're asshole. going to the doctor and you're getting a note or medicine. And I was like, okay. Went to the doctor. And normally this thing would like take a week or two to like run its course. I was completely fine within 24 of hours. Of course. And boy, did my mom get it talking to me. <laughs> I got so upset. I was like, this stuff works? Medicine? I could have I been, <laughs> I could have not missed my fourth grade Catalina trip. Right. Antibiotics. Oh, I don't think my dad get t took me to get antibiotics once. It was my mom that did that. Yeah, wow. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I ever got those until I was in college. You know, my dad when I got walking pneumonia. Oh my god! Oh great! You know, my dad told me um, he'd be like, "What? What are you using conditioner for?" He goes, "You're washing your hair, and then you're just putting the grease back into your hair." And I was little. I was like, "I'm pretty sure that's not accurate. I know that that's wrong." I know I don't belong to this family. I can't wait to get my letter from Hogwarts to get me out of this family. That and he would, uh, what was another one? He's like, you know, crows live to be 100. I'm like, that's not accurate. I'm pretty, no, not that either. <laughs> my, my dad would do a thing where if you ever complained about something, oh boy. he always had a friend that died of the thing that you're complaining of. Of course. So it's just a sneaky way to get you like, why don't you stop complaining about it? I have yeah. a dead friend. Yeah. It's like, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you complaining about? Yeah, just like, oh, my my arm like uh, feels a little sore. He's like, oh, you know, well, I had a friend that had an arm fall off when we were kids. <laughs> course and he didn't complain i was just like oh okay <laughs> i know that's the kind of psychology you and i got from our immigrant parents like well you got a problem you don't got a problem i got a problem i'll grow out a problem like, oh right. shut the up the whole you got nothing to complain yeah about, oh that's really good for kids yeah. really yeah, good yeah. just completely <laughs> detach them from their feelings okay let's do one more of these nasty treats because i do love them i could I, you know what it is i love knowing the details of people's lives like aren't you i'm endlessly fascinated by what people do privately, like what are you eating? Right, like how <laughs> do we, how do how were Americans raised? Yeah, I just feel like so much was different in the <laughs> homes that we grew up in. It's like, wait, that was a normal thing for you guys? I know tuna casserole. What? I I love it. I just love knowing the minutia of of people's lives. Okay, uh, this is Julia emailing from Ohio. I was listening to the podcast when you guys were discussing how you make your ramen. I had to add. My husband makes his ramen per package instructions, then slathers a couple pieces of bread with peanut butter, uh, scoops up some noodles, and lays them right on top. Finally, he folds that nastiness in half, and down the hatch it goes. He was in the Navy, and the majority of expenses were on alcohol, so he came up with the cheap concoction to keep himself alive. On the rare occasion we indulge in some ramen, he still eats it this way. Keep him high and tight. That is disgusting. I mean, I don't... That Nick, doesn't sound so bad. You know what Just doesn't? carbs on carbs on carbs, it's, you know? It's carbs on carbs, and I feel like the peanut butter will cut the sodium, the salt, because ramen is just so, it's salt, right? 
Yeah, and I mean, if you get a piece of bread with peanut butter and then you put noodles in that, that's going to turn into a cement block in your stomach and you will not be <laughs> hungry for a long time. <laughs> I've like definitely a- had tricks like that in college where it's like, ah, let's just take a piece of bread, yeah, yeah. some peanut butter in it, and then like this will get me good until like later on tonight. Like an MRE, like in the, in the right. military, those they're like 4,000 right. calorie meals so you don't shit for a week at the <laughs> Wait, so you would eat, so your your brick meal was like... Yeah, like say for example, like I had a full day of class and I was like, I'm out of like my student dollars that are allotted on your student ID. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what am I going to do? Well, I have a sack of sliced bread. I have some peanut butter and yeah, I would just put a shit ton of peanut butter in that bread, roll it up into a ball and then just like kind of take it like a pill. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll take one or two of those, and I'm like, "Cool, this will keep me good until dinner time." How until much do we? Back. How much do we hate ourselves? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with us? I I think about like okay, so here's what I would do: I would go down to um, on Hate Street in San Francisco. There's Zona Rosa, which is a burrito place. I don't, I don't know if it's still there. And I would buy myself a burrito, and then I would. It was the size of like a small child, like a six pound baby. And I would eat half of it for lunch and then eat half of it for dinner. And that was my whole day. Hell yeah. So nasty. I know. And coffee. <laughs> yeah. The stuff that your body was able to turn into fuel back in like, those days is like, I can't believe, I mean, like there was like a full month where I was just eating animal style fries every day. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like my body was, nah, my body wasn't able to handle it. I no. Didn't you get sick? Yeah. I got diverticulitis like nah. a year or two after that. So it definitely didn't help. Yeah. But it tastes so good. It does Christy, taste it so tastes so good. good. It tastes so good. Animal fries, damn. Uh, anyway, super fun. I love hearing your nasty treats. Um, email me where my mom's at at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 213-375-5184. Um, a word of caution, I received a few emails. I had brought uh, a hack to your guys' attention, the upside down high chair where there is a mom hack of turning over the high chair and putting a car seat in the bottom. I got few people were like, do not do that. That is not stable enough to hold a baby's chair. And if it gets bumped on accident, it will fall over. I've seen it happen more than once. Also, I don't trust those slings. They put the car seats in either. I've also seen those fall with a bump. If you're eating out with a little one, I suggest either getting a booth and tucking the seat in the back sideways or if the chairs are large enough putting the car seat on a chair at your table out of the way from any server or patron traffic thank you uh mallory she also adds i'm from indiana and the chili and the frito bag trick i was discussing yeah this is the video we were referencing do not do what this idiot is doing (laughs) i like the idea don't put your baby chair on top of a high chair yeah i mean you can see that the base is wider than the top so that it doesn't topple over right and if you put that upside down you kind of get like an ikea situation oh great well they're hippies look at these dirt ball hippie guys and girls what do they know um, so she writes, so I, I, I was talking about, um, dumping a bag of chili in, sorry, dumping a can of chili into a bag of Fritos. And she says in, in Indiana, we call it the walking taco. Um, all you're missing is some shredded cheese and fake lettuce. That was a highly anticipated lunch when fake I was a lettuce. Um, yeah. Fa- I think she means, um, like, you know, that Taco Bell lettuce, like oh, yeah. that, sh- <laughs> what, uh, Iceberg? Like, it's not yeah. nutritious okay. at all. Yeah, it's yeah. just water, <laughs> chopped up water. <laughs> what do you think about all the crap we ate? There's no, like, my kids don't eat like this really, uh, 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 not all the time, not as much as we did. God damn. 
<laughs> my parents never gave a shit okay oh what else uh oh this one i thought was pretty funny let's get into we did our follow-ups did we we did all our follow-ups do we have any mom hacks let's do let's do uh, a mom hack a video hey cp ap oh, here her. Um, quick mom hack, if you've got sore nipples from breastfeeding um, because your child clustered feeds and you need a small break um, to keep them calm but to kind of trick them, uh, I just put him up to my breast and give him a binky and he thinks that he's got the real thing for a minute just so that I can take a breather. Thanks. Keep him high tight. I love it. Clever trick. So for those of you just listening, she's got her baby up to her breast and she just put a passy um, in his mouth so he thinks that he's sucking on her but it's on the pad and those cluster feeds are no effing joke I mean you cannot get up to pee or do anything when when babies are doing that nonsense oh god it was such a nightmare glad to be done with those days uh, mom hacks let's do some voicemails and then we'll we'll get out on this one I like this one hey jeans this is Janae from Colorado I'm a mother of three and this is a mom hack for you um, I did this when I had a uh, my son. He was uh, two and a half, and I was pregnant with my daughter. Um, I have three kids now, but um, I would hide his favorite toy and say that it was hiding, and that he had to find it. And so I would just lay down on the couch so I could see everywhere he was going. We live in a very small apartment, but I would see everywhere he was going. But it would keep him occupied for, I don't know, half hour or so until he found his toy that was hiding from him. So there's my mom hack. Love you. Keep him high and tight. All right. Bye. Love it. Anything to keep those little dudes entertained and out of your way for five seconds is amazing. Um, I recently read a great one for little littles, uh, like toddlers. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I don't know if it works, I should say. Um you get rice, dry rice, you put it in a Ziploc bag and then put uh, food coloring in the rice and you zip up the Ziploc bag and let them like squish it and play with it around. Now, my concern with that is that my toddler can figure out how to open that bag Yeah. and now you've got food coloring. But I think maybe for younger kids who haven't figured out how to open stuff yet, that could be kind of fun. So I don't know, unless you're going to write in and tell me that I'm crazy and that's a crazy idea because of whatever that food diet eats through the bag or something I don't fucking know about um oh one more thing let's do this this one this one I totally related to because I screwed up my kid let's do let's go out on a mom fail um <laughs> so this woman sent in a picture now it's time oh. for a round of mom, mom fails thanks Nadav Okay, bring up the photograph of this little girl. You're going to die when you see this photo, and then I will explain to you. <laughs> so for those of you just listening to the show, uh, this is a cute, adorable little blonde girl, maybe two years old, and her face looks like she's been punched a few times. She's got some purple, red marks on her face and on her hands. Uh, before you call child services, this girl, this little girl woke up before her mom and got into those little bath color tabs, made a mess of herself and the bathroom. When she came to my bed uh, in the middle of the night, I thought she had messed herself really good. 
Uh, she was fine and the color came off no problem. Pissed on me being Maggie. So I, I have had an accident with this. I've had the exact same thing happen. What these are, these are bath tabs and they make bath time fun. You can get them on Amazon where you, you, they make the bath color different waters. The yellow one's a little alarming, but everything else is fun. And they, what they, if you let them get into the whole thing, the key is to let them pick one color and they put it in and then the thing goes away because otherwise the little paws will get into it and their hands will get stained and they will touch their face and everything else in your house and destroy everything. Also, uh, just a word of unsolicited advice, don't let your kids play with bath bombs. I let my three-year-old do it when he was three. And uh, you know those bath bombs that you put in the tub and they foam and they create like a fun spa environment. Uh, they also burn little hands <laughs> and are not pleasant for toddlers. So don't be stupid like me and don't let your toddler play with bath bombs. The end. Okay. <sighs> We've done a lot of good work today, you guys. How fat are you from the holidays? Let me know. <laughs> Where my mom's at at gmail.com. Just write and let me know because I feel like I am really flogging myself, but I'm back on track. I'm drinking my Cardi B tea thing um that i'm into and i'm um, gonna work at it again the relentless pursuit of trying to get my body back i'm gonna it's gonna happen it's gonna happen sure not really one of these days all right um hey didn't i have a catchphrase nadav i'm not like oh, yeah. until next time stay cool moms was that it was that it yeah i think <laughs> it was stay cool moms <laughs> okay uh thank you for listening thank you for downloading i hope you have a fantastic week and until next time stay cool moms bye where my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at where my mom's wearing thongs hitting bongs at raising kids cleaning shits need a long nap where my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at where my mom's at podcast with christina peace